All right, everybody, welcome back to the Mavs Outsider Podcast. This is your host, Dustin. Wanted to do a pod, post-game pod, for the uh, Mavs game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, in which they got the win. Um, Barely, it seemed like, but I guess a win is a win. The Mavs kind of slowed down there at the end. I guess when you have a big lead, you tend to get a little lackadaisical and kind of uh, assume you're going to, you know, win. So you kind of slow down, and it seemed like that's what the Mavs were doing. Um, but let's go ahead and get into this game. Um, so to start the game, the Mavs in the first half uh, pretty much seemed like they couldn't miss. They, the beginning, Porzingis at the beginning was on fire. He was hitting all his shots. He was blocking shots. He ended up with five in the game. And funny enough, looking at his box score, he was a minus four after all of that. Um, I'm guessing that's because of how the fourth quarter scoring went. Um, Malik Beasley obviously couldn't miss, but we'll get to that. But in the first half of the Mavericks game, they scored 71 points, and Porzingis was on fire, like I was saying, and he ended up finishing the night with 27, which is something that I think you're going to need on a night-to-night basis from him. Maybe not necessarily 27, but I think he's going to have to give you more than 20 for this team to be successful. And he was four for seven from three. He's been shooting the ball well lately. Um, I saw a stat where someone compared his uh, stats from the uh, beginning of last year to the beginning of this year. And, you know, he had a slow start last year, obviously, because he hadn't played basketball in a year and a half. And his stats are better this year than they were at the beginning of last year. So we kind of, I guess, have to remember that. It's probably going to take him, you know, a few more weeks before, you know, you kind of really get to see the consistency you want to see. Um, I, I, It would be nice for it to happen, not to have to, I guess, deal with it at all. You know, it's the injury history he has. And, you know, I... It's funny that, you know, they played Minnesota because I I saw, I guess somebody had written an article that there was like a trade rumor, and I I don't know if it was legit or if it's somebody, some some writer decided they were going to kind of get their name in the paper type deal and put out this article, but they had Carl Anthony Towns for Porzingis trade, and is you know it does sound I, I don't know some people might like it I, I don't know if I necessarily do one thing about Carl Anthony Towns is he actually believe it or not he misses time too you know he's not exactly the epitome of health and I you know I do like him and offensively he is a fantastic player where the biggest faults with Carl Anthony Towns is his defense. Carl Anthony Towns is not a very good defender. And he, you know, some people, 
I've heard say that Minnesota should have drafted Wiseman and played that, you know, Wiseman and Carl Anthony Towns front court so that Carl Anthony Towns didn't have to play big, so he, he didn't have to protect the rim because he just can't. He's, he's not that good of a defender. I don't know. You know, I'm not a big Minnesota fan. I'm not a big fan of their coach. I just don't think he's a good coach. Um, I, I think they have talented players, and I just I, I think their coach is what's holding them back more than anything, but that's for another day. As far as Dallas is concerned, again, Porzingis, obviously, you, you want to see the consistency, and maybe that's something that we'll get you know, in the next few months, hopefully. And this, you know, this team's won, what is it, three of the last four, which is something they need. I mean, they need to put together a streak. They need, you know, in a few weeks from now, we need to be saying, you know, the Mavs have won 12 of their last 14 or 15. You know, we need that kind of run so that this team can get back into the playoff contention. Um, Luka had 26 points. He had eight rebounds, which another thing, Porzingis had 13 rebounds. He did very well on the on the glass with four offensive, um, which was really good. And like I said, overall, he had a really good game. Doncic had eight rebounds and five assists. His um, rebounding and assist numbers have kind of gone down lately. I'm not sure um, if that's a trend or what's – if. Guys just aren't hitting shots that when he's getting them the ball or, you know, they're, he's passing it and then they're making other passes. Because, you know, Brunson had six assists along and Richardson had eight and Porzingis had four. You know, so it seemed like everybody was chipping in, you know, moving the ball. And I, I think that's what this team has to do to win games. Um Speaking of Richardson, he had 18. He had a really good game again. Um, five for five on his free throws is one thing that I, I wanted to point out because his he's got fantastic free throw shooting this year, and I would like to see him take it to the basket more. You know, he took four threes, and he took ten shots, so there were six, you know, two-pointers taken, and, a, you know, I – there were some take it to the rim, and I'd like to see him do it a little bit more if he's going to shoot, you know, free throw. I think he's shooting around 93% on the season. He's only missed, like, three free throws. Tim Hardaway Jr. had a really good game, um, scored 24. He was four for nine on his threes. Um, obviously, you're not going to get any kind of rebounding or assisting from him. He's purely a scorer. Um, one guy I'd like to point out is funny is Dwight Powell. You know, Dwight Powell, you can tell he is getting a little better with his playing time. You know, there he was taking a lot of heat at the beginning of the year, and I think not so much that he deserved it, but I, I think he was put in a spot where he wasn't ready, and it really showed, and... I felt like I felt like it made him look bad and he he's gotten to where he's you can tell he's getting his legs under him. You know, he he was three for five, he didn't take any threes, which was a good thing. He took 
eight free throws, and he made six of them. And uh, you can't ask for more. He had four offensive rebounds and seven total. And it's it's. I mean, he gives you the hustle, and that's what he's out there for, and that's why he's playing. And like I said, I I, I want to be fair to Powell because you know he did take a lot of flack, and I you know I was. Like I said, I didn't really harp on him too hard, but I felt like the coaching staff put him in a bad position, and, and it really affected the play of the team and the the defense, the lack of, thereof. And so I, I want to you know give him credit where credit is due. And Maxie, Maxie is... Uh, I heard uh, I was listening to a pod and and you know they they talk about how you know Maxi is tired after these games you know Maxi was sick from the covid and so you can tell that he is still not 100% but you know Maxi contributes and he contributes a lot and his biggest contribution is defense and What's funny about Maxie's defense is it doesn't really show up on stats, you know, because it's, you know, guys want to challenge them and then they realize that, you know, because they, you know, they'll want to, they'll try and get the switch, you know, the the, the wings try and get the switch on the, the bigger guy because they think it's a mismatch. And I, it's funny, I still don't think people read a scouting report on Maxie because it's like, you know, Maxie can guard point guards. He's not... He's going to guard you, and he, it's going to be the best defense played on you. So why are you trying to switch on to Maxi? And I, I still don't understand why they do that. I, I think he's a fantastic defender. And watching guys, you know, because usually when you switch, you know, you, you call out a screen on the guy who, you know, has the defender that you want, you think is a mismatch. And I, I see it happen all the time. And, they always want to switch on to Maxi, and I'm like, go read your scouting report, man. You don't want to switch on to Maxi. You want to pick a different player. And so, you know, he only took two threes. He hit one of them. He got three rebounds. But, you know, he didn't score a lot of points. But, you know, he was plus 13. I know a lot of people don't like the plus minus. But you know what? He was plus 13. So, uh, you know, he was in there. And, and, you know, Brunson was plus 16. So... It's, you know, and Brunson's play here of late is showing, you know, he is playing better. And, you know, some people, um, it, some people have him in trades. And I just, depending on what I'm getting back, I, I don't know if I want to trade Brunson right now. He, he's playing really well. Um, you know, I, I've talked about George Hill from Oklahoma City. And I, as much as I'd like him on this team, I don't want to give up Brunson for him. Like I said, if there was a way, you know, we could trade like Owandu for, you know, George Hill. You know, it gives Oklahoma City a young wing player and who can defend, and we could get George Hill back. And, you know, he'll probably take Trey Burke's minutes because, you know, Trey Burke isn't getting a lot right now. You know, he had seven minutes this last game. He took a few shots. He hit a couple but he he was kind of a non-factor. Um, his minutes have gone way down. I think, uh, you know, I think I said it on my last pod, I, I feel like the coaching staff is, is coaching this team right now like they like a playoff series. You know, his, his lineup is really short. 
the fact that Wawandu did play four minutes was a little surprising because he's, you know, left guys like that out. Um, another guy who continues to not get minutes is Willie Colley-Stein. I, I don't know why. I, I think he can contribute to this team, and I, I think he gives them the rim protection they need at times when, you know, like, you know, like Dwight Powell, he, he's still not a rim protector. You know, that's never been something that he could do. I, I'd be willing to bet that Luka has almost as many blocks as Powell, and Luka's not been in the league as long. And it's it's one of those things where it's like sometimes you need a guy like Colley Stein in the game to protect the rim if you're not going to play Porzingis. You know, you can't play Porzingis too many minutes. You know, he played 30 last night, but I just think Colley Stein needs some time. And, I, I, and another guy is Josh Green. You know, Josh Green, when he was getting minutes, he was playing well. You know, he hustled. That's one of the things he did that – I don't understand why Carlisle doesn't play him because, you know, Carlisle plays these hustle guys and Josh Green is just not getting any time. I, I'm i just curious. I'd like to know what, you know, and obviously he'll never say, but I'd just be curious to know what it is that is keeping some of these guys out of the lineup. But, uh, you know, they got the win. Um, the second half is more more like the fourth quarter, because I guess the third quarter, I think they went into halftime with the 20-point lead, and they went into the fourth quarter with an 18-point lead. But Malik Beasley somehow just, he could not miss. His A lot of his shots were contested, and he still continued to just hit them. I, it, was, it was crazy to see sometimes. You get angry, but at the same time, you're like, you know, you're guarding the guy. He's just making them. And, you know, one thing Dallas does sometimes that's frustrating is, you know, they'll go down to the other end of the court and try to match that three-point shot. You know, Dallas still isn't a very good three-point shooting team. You know, they shot 35% last night. They, you know, the Wolves shot 42%. You know, that Dallas is last in the NBA in shooting threes, and they, they need to understand that just because – that, you know, the opponent makes a three-pointer doesn't mean you have to go to the other end and make a three-pointer. You can still make a two-pointer, you know. The idea, you know, make a two and they can make a three, yeah, but go get a stop and then you can get another two and all of a sudden you've got four and they got three. But, I, you know, Dallas, for whatever reason, they don't do that. They try and match those shots. And, you know, the only person last night... The only two guys last night hitting threes were Hardaway and Porzingis. You know, Maxi, you know, he shot 50%, but he only shot two. You know, Richardson was one for four. Doncic was one for seven. Brunson was 0 for two. So, you know, they're not exactly hitting the threes at a high rate. And I just wish they would attempt more twos. And like I said, and I've said it in the past, just that mid-range shot isn't a bad shot if you're not a good three-point shooting team. So that's something I wish they would think about. But anyhow, the fourth quarter, they gave up a lot of points. I want to say it was something like 43, maybe a little more. But in the end, they did win the game. That's pretty much all that counts. Um, they gave up 122 points. But uh, 
you know, that their defense is still bad. Um, I would still like to see them do something about their scheme, change it. I, I don't know what, but they're, they're not playing good defense, and it, it's not working, and so I'd like to see some sort of change. But I don't think that'll happen. So anyhow, the next game on the schedule is, I believe, Atlanta. It's on uh, Wednesday, and I think it's another home. It is. It's another home game. Um, it does start early. It does have a 6.30 starting time because they are showing it on ESPN. Um, Dallas beat Atlanta. Uh, I guess it was last week. That was their win, their first win after the six-game losing streak. And, you know, Atlanta still has a lot of guys out. So there, there really should be no reason why Dallas shouldn't win this game. Um, th this is one of the. This is part of that. Um, they do have a, a run in their schedule where the the teams, their opponents, aren't really that great. Um, so when it comes to, uh, I guess let me let me check out their schedule real quick. When it comes to their schedule here coming up. I do believe, I mean, Pelicans are not playing well. I do know they're on a streak right now where Alonzo's playing well, well and they're winning games, but they're still a sub-500 team. They do play Portland on Sunday, and that is going to be a tough game. But after that, it's Detroit and then Houston. I think Houston is a winnable game, even though they've already lost to them, and they lost to them bad. Hopefully they watch that film. You know, Memphis is a winnable game. And then they, they got a couple Eastern Conference teams, three, like, really tough games in Boston, Philly, and Brooklyn right in a row. So they need these wins against teams that they should beat. And this Atlanta game is one of them. Um, I think Bogdanovich is out. Um, I also think Hunter is still out. And Chris Dunn along with, uh, I believe, Rondo. So, you know, these are, like I said, these are games that they got to win. And tomorrow, if they can, you know, if they can get a win, all of a sudden, you've got a win streak going. And you've got some winnable games coming up. And I think if, if this team can, um, if this team can gain confidence, you know, they can put some wins together and maybe they can get back to that, you know, right now they're sitting at 13th in the West, you know, if they can string some wins together, you know, maybe ninth spot, 10th spot, you know, in, in a couple weeks. And, and then you just, you know, yeah, you got to play those three tough games with the Boston, Philly, and... Brooklyn, but maybe you'll catch some breaks. Maybe you'll catch some guys out. I don't know. You know, maybe you'll catch a break or two in some of those games, and you can get some wins. But um, I do like how they've been playing lately. Now they have been giving up a lot of points, but they have been scoring. Scoring was an issue at the beginning. Um, they seem to have, um, and I think it's just they're hitting more shots. 
Uh, I think at the beginning of the year, they, they weren't hitting their shots. And, you know, all it takes is each guy to hit one or two more, you know, and making that one or two extra shots a game is a big deal. You know, it go, it if each guy can make like one or two extra shots, all of a sudden, instead of scoring, you know, 98 points, you're scoring 114, you know, or 120. And I, I think that's the biggest difference. I, I think guys just hitting shots, you know, Porzingis actually playing like a all-star, you know, and hitting his mid-range and not settling for three. I think, you know, seeing him post up more is is a good thing. Um, I like it. I, he needs work. It'd be nice if they'd hired Dirk to teach him how to post up. But, you know, maybe that's... Maybe maybe they will. You never know. But somebody needs to teach him to post up and be successful at it. And the three-point shot needs to be a bonus. So, you know, I don't mind the seven shots he took, especially because how he was making them last night. But, you know, he should be... He's so tall, he needs to work at getting closer to the rim. And I thought he did a good job of it last night. And I think that's one of the reasons why he was he hits those three-pointers is you hit those shots early that are close, and all of a sudden you, you gain confidence. He's a guy that I feel like his game is going to be based on, you know, early play and the kind of confidence he has at the beginning. If he starts if he misses the first few shots, he you know, sometimes he puts his head down and and then stuff just doesn't go his way the rest of it. But if he can hit those first few shots, all of a sudden, you know, he's got a bounce in his step and, you know, he starts draining those long threes. So if we can get some consistency out of him, you know, consistent twenty to twenty two points a game, I, I think this team has a chance to get in that playoff spot. You know, they're not terribly far back. And like I said, they do have winnable games. But uh, I guess that's pretty much going to do it for this pod. I uh, after I will probably do one on Thursday after, you know, tomorrow's game. And uh, it, it is an early game, so don't forget about that. It does start at 6.30 for those of us in Central Time Zone. But uh, if you want, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at the Mavs Outsider. And if you would, if you could, if you get an opportunity, I guess rate and review me where you get your podcasts. Apparently, the ratings and the reviews determine uh, determine how um, search criteria. You know, they a lot of times they put the highest rated shows up top. So, and obviously you need more ratings, uh, you know, to get that um, up. But anyhow, if you could rate and review me, I'd appreciate it. And until next time, we'll see you Thursday. Later.